0: You're listening to the Food on the Edge podcast. Food on the Edge is a two-day symposium in Galway for chefs and food enthusiasts all around the world who want to create a better global network.
1: John, this is Vulture Ireland's second year supporting Food on the Edge, an amazing event.
0: Absolutely amazing event. This, This has been a bit like Christmas coming. I've had my bags packed for weeks and I just couldn't wait to get here. Um, and it's, it's it's like a yoga session for the soul and for the brain or something I, I it, it really refreshes me and I think refreshes everybody else and of course tremendous um, uh, uh, benefit in terms of putting Irish food on the map.
1: How important are events like this to putting Ireland on the map from a food tourism perspective?
0: It, it, it's incredibly important it's it's in, it's important on two levels one that it sends out a clear message to locals, to indigenous Irish people, the Irish people themselves that what sometimes something that we don't value actually is highly valued by others and we've got to begin valuing it ourselves because our visitors come to experience what we do and eat and say and so something like this really concentrates the mind, especially in a a food city like Galway, I mean it, it, it just ticks all the boxes. The other side of it though is We know from our research that the perception of Irish food abroad is not great. It's still sort of the old perception of Irish stew and Guinness and um, brown bread and all of that. And we're so much more. And so when you've got an audience like this of a couple of hundred people and you've got 40 or 50 chefs or or, or commentators who are influencers um, in the countries that they're from, it is so beneficial to have them go back and say on their Twitter or on their Facebook or through their own social media accounts or whatever it is, you won't believe where I've just been and you won't believe what's happening to Irish food. That helps us change Irish perceptions. When we change Irish, uh, when we change perceptions about Ireland, um, then the decision, when somebody's making a decision about where they're going to holiday, then all of a sudden the decision about Ireland becomes that little bit easier because they've heard, wow, the food is great and they're green, and they've got the Wild Atlantic Way, and they've got Dublin, and they've got Ireland's Ancient deeds. Great, happy days.
1: So you're talking very much about word of mouth there, that we yes. need to be spreading the word word of mouth by having international visitors. And you mentioned the three different destination brands that mm. Folger Ireland has developed, which have been hugely successful, and the Wild Atlantic Way in particular.
0: Yes, especially the Wild Atlantic Way. I mean it's like having children the wild atlantic way is our elder child right now and it's growing up very nicely um the, the 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 toddler is dublin and that's getting going now and the infant in the in the family just born is ireland's ancient east and like any family it takes time for it to grow so i am really anticipating a great sort of uh pre-teens of, of these three children and um it means that, that we're, those, those brands are resonating throughout the world in, in all sorts of markets and um, they're delivering and they're delivering in every parish of the country and that's really what matters. This, this delivers growth, it delivers jobs, it delivers incomes uh, and that's why it matters.
1: And on the ground then at a local level you have a number of Irish food champions in each of those areas?
0: We do. We, we we started off originally with about fifteen food champions, and JP is one of them here in Galway. Jacinta is another. Um, uh, Bree Tarrade is up in Sligo, is another, um, and, and uh, they're mostly on the on the Wild Atlantic Way. And we've just we've just I like to use the word harvested a new group of, of food champions now, um, who are part of Ireland's Ancient East and Dublin. And um, the reason we're doing that is that. By, by identifying these champions they're able to do things on the ground they're much more agile than we are we're, you know we're a large national authority or an agency but people like JP can do something on the ground so and, and JP will admit that you know food in the edge came out of something a benchmarking trip to Canada five years ago and then he met somebody else and then he met somebody else and all of a sudden we've got food in the edge so that investment it's a long-term investment. And that investment in the food champions now, or then in JP's case, pays off a couple of years later. And that's what we're about.
1: Wouldn't it be great, then, if these new food champions were able to develop similar events or similar concepts that developed opportunities in their neck of the woods as well?
0: I, that's what we're hoping is going to happen. I think that's... that's, I, I, I But they have a, they have a slightly easier in that they have a great exemplars there in JP and in Jacinta and the others that have done this. Um and so they, they know the kind of thing. They know what works best for themselves. And uh, I'm, I'm highly hopeful of it. I, it'll come at different speeds and a different, completely uh, unexpected ways. But that's half the fun. That's, you know, that's the fun of being in Ireland. That's the serendipity of tourism in Ireland.
1: For you personally, then, in terms of speakers here at Foot in the Age, yeah. who has been your highlight? Or can you not pick one? Do you need to pick a few?
0: Oh, Lordy. Yeah. Well, I tweeted about it yesterday. Yesterday was Jock, uh, the Scottish guy who's based in, in Australia, and his uh, discovery of the, the, the food culture of the Aboriginals. And that, that it just it, it, it blew my mind. It really did. Um, and I maybe think that in a similar way here, if we don't do something here, we need to be talking to our grannies and granddads. I, I suspect we've lost some of it already. But, um, again, strange conversations. I was talking to somebody else this morning, and they said, yeah, but John, do you realize that the Department of Education in the 1930s got kids to write stories about food in their copybooks, and these are in the archives in UCD? So, actually, when you start digging, just like Jock said, and you begin pushing away the dead leaves and the undergrowth, we've got treasures here that we've got to dig out, and we've got to mainstream them.
1: John, best of luck now with the rest of the conference. I'm sure you're in for a treat this afternoon with lots more speakers to come. And thanks a million for talking to me.
0: Thank you. Enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Food on the Edge podcast produced by Sharon Noonan. For more info, visit www.foodontheedge.ie.